This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Frank and Sean find ain't no mountain high enough. Connor protects and serves, and Dick Grayson comes clean and then gets dirty. Let's play the blame game. A journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step, and the truth shall set you free. We are talking DC's Titans Season 2, Episode 9, Atonement. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I, personally, I blame Jeff and I blame Chauncey. <laughs> for what? You know for what. For we everything. Did. I was like, we just started. You guys did this and I honestly, I believe you also killed Jericho at this point. <laughs> and I blame you. You know what? At this point, I would blame me too because no one on the Titans is blaming themselves. So No, no. They're all blaming Dick. And Dick <laughs> is also blaming himself. So that's not actually an accurate depiction of what happened, Jeff K. Williams Jr. the fourth. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. (laughs) This is a very rare moment where Chauncey has remained silent all through this conversation. Well, I have things to say for that actual episode. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you guys so much for joining. We're talking so much in DC's (laughs) Titans Season 2, Episode 9, Atonement. Uh, We have so much to discuss. This is the panel. If you haven't been watching DC's Titans, you haven't been watching the after show. If you haven't been watching the after show, then you wouldn't know. The no, and we are in the no. All the way to my left, I have Jeff K.R. Robinson Williams, the 15th, the third junior. I'm so happy you got all of that correct. Thank you so much. Yes. You are the DC of DC. You have a Flash shirt on right now. I sure, this isn't the Flash show, but you know, I get the sentiment. But I'm also on the Flash, so always plug, and it's always all part of the DC universe. And it's always love. It's always love. Now, Going from love and switching to hate, we have Chauncey K. Robinson, the queen of hate, is on the panel as well. It's a thin line. It's a very thin line. It's a thin line between love (laughs) and hate. And we saw a lot of that this episode, which we will be discussing as I am your host. My name is Tehran. If you don't know me, I don't know who you know. And we are going to talk DC's Titans Season 2, Episode 9, Atonement. We're going to break it down as thus. Dick Grayson tells the truth and the consequences and subsequent consequences therein. Gar holding down the fort. Was that a good idea? Connor wakes up. That's a he stays woke, I'll tell you that. Daddy's home, that's right, Deathstroke in Kane, Nevada. Hank and Don, or should I call them Frank and Sean? Uh, long live the queen, that's going to be all Chauncey. Dick pulls a Connor. Special segment, that wasn't very smart. When you break down the least smart activity or action of one of the 
characters from the show. News and gossip, you're going to want to stay tuned for this one. Predictions and Chauncey's are going to be vague. And so much more. I got some specifics. What were your <laughs> overall thoughts on this week's episode, Chauncey K. William Robinson the 12th? Okay. Um, yeah, I actually, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it uh, took a few characters to the next level in terms of, like, their plot and their arc that we're hopefully going to be see a bit more of and some development in terms of characters. I love having Gar have some screen time for once this season. And also, of course, Corey and even Dick's, you know, mini journey he was going on. Um, I thought all of that was very solid. There was a few things that felt a little out of character to me. But overall, this was a solid enough episode. Yeah, I, I gotta agree. I like the episode. I love seeing more of Gar. I think we haven't gotten a lot of him in this in this season so far, so I'd like to see that. But there was a lot of plot holes for me. I don't know, like, maybe they'll explain it going further, but, like, with Rachel being with Donna for all of, like, five seconds, whatever going on with Hank and Dove, or Hawk and Dove, it's just, like, there's a couple different iffy parts in this, se- in this episode that I didn't really get, but I love seeing more Gar. Who are Hawk and Dove? Oh, you mean Fock and Fuff. Oh, <laughs> yes. Much. Or the Broadway yes. duo, whatever they were doing. Whatever they were doing. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. As I appreciate both of you enjoying this episode, I myself did not find, my, mm. find myself liking this episode. Mm. Simply... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For three reasons. Number one, I'm never a fan of musicals in the middle of an episode. To me, it always seems as if you're in the middle of the season and you're trying to waste time. Mm. You're you're just writing out something so that you have five minutes left of script. Less of script. And I've never been a fan. Secondly, I was not a fan simply because of those loopholes that went through. Leaving Gar alone after... I forgot Gar was on the team. (laughs) Things of this nature. Why did Raven go with Donna, of all people, and not say, oh, I'm going with Starfire, who she would have chosen? I have a thought on that. I have a thought on that, too. We have many thoughts. And mine are not (laughs) as favorable towards the show. Yeah. And thirdly, this is the ninth episode. Jeff, can you please remind me of how many episodes this... We have 13 episodes on this one. And we got to nine to do this one? So we have effectively four episodes left and we're still building arcs and we're still trying to get to a storyline and then my least favorite part of the episode is when Hank punches Dick Grayson and he doesn't even duck you're the most trained fighter on the planet he was going to take no, that. No, he though. was shocked. He was shocked. He, he wasn't shocked. He, he was. He was like, oh, no, he wasn't oh, my shocked. nose is bleeding. Oh. And Corey had his back. So no, Corey, Corey about to lay him mm-hmm. out. Corey about to lay Hank yep. out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, about she that. was. That's know. why the camera went to her. Uh, Corey, Corey did find him herself in a pickle. However, I would say that this tension between Hank and Dick is bothering me. And I'll tell you something. This episode made me like the team less. Mm -hmm. I should like the team more every single week. Mm -hmm. I found myself liking Doom Patrol more every single week. 
And this time, I'm saying their lack of loyalty. Why just leave? What 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 are we doing here? What are we accomplishing? Everyone just gets up. Oh, this is you, Dick. I hate you, Dick. Why why I, I just found the lack of loyalty, the lack of sentiment. I didn't like it. I expected it from Rose, but from no one else. And we'll talk about that because Dick Grayson tells the truth. He comes clean about Jericho. And to be very honest, it wasn't that substantial a big reveal. No, it mm-hmm. wasn't. It, it definitely wasn't. I thought it was like this idea of, okay, so I told you guys he was dead when I got there, but he wasn't. Okay. Like enough for, and, and just the idea that all of them get up and walk out. And I kind of like the fact that Rachel called them out later mm-hmm. on it. And I, that's the reason why I have some thoughts on why Rachel went with Donna of all people. Cause even Donna was surprised. And I think Rachel had a plan that whole time that she was going to bounce. And she figured the only one that would probably let her go was Donna. In that way, but yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. Yes, of they course, since Donna her. had her ass handed to her by Deathstroke, <laughs> Rachel was like, "If I could take anyone, it's Wonder Girl." Well, yeah. she, well, she put on her powers, and then Donna was all freaked out. She's like, "Okay, I'm gonna get out the car now. I'm gonna and get out bounced. the Uber." <laughs> yeah. the Uber. I can only imagine how it must feel for that Uber driver who's like, <laughs> "Like, what oh, just no, happened? <laughs> what are we doing today?" <laughs> But I did think it was ridiculous that they yes. all kind of turned on on Dick. I, I just didn't. I mean, I love. It seemed as though, in my opinion, that he might have already told Corey what happened because she mm-hmm. was sitting behind him and not he wasn't addressing her. So I felt like that's why she was the one that was just like, well, now it's out in the open. And I love that Gar stuck with him. You know, Gar seemed to be the one like, they'll get over it. Rachel seemed out of character to me, and that's what I was referring to. But once she left Donna, I realized... She, that was her whole point. It wasn't so much that she was just leaving, of course, Gar and all that, just like with no kind of ceremony yeah. of like really goodbyes. I felt I felt like she had a plan that she was going to bounce, and she just figured she couldn't do it by her. She could, they wouldn't let her go on her own, so she needed to say she was leaving with Donna. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like them leaving at all. I thought it, it just showed that there's really no team to this. They can say that Dick's the leader, but as soon as he does something that is not what they agree with. They just up and leave, like the whole crew. It just didn't make sense. And I I despise how they try to blame it all on Dick, like he's the worst person ever. Like, dog, y'all, all of Teen Titan, all the Titans were about it the whole time. They knew he was being brought in. They knew he was, like, t- they were taking a risk at, at, the end, at the end of the day, and they knew that. So they're trying to blame it on Dick. It just seems stupid. And I love Rachel doing that. They were all they were all involved in the Jericho plot. Yeah. yeah. None of them became a moral compass until later. And even then, it was very, very uh, lament in the way they were doing it. And then, this, to me, Dick's great reveal wasn't a great reveal. Had he revealed, yes, I lied to you, I went in there, molested Jericho, and then murdered him... We could have a conversation. Be like, well, whoa, the one that you're disgusting, him. Dick yeah. Grayson. Yeah. We're going to leave. I'm going to leave you because you are a molester. I would understand. If it was, oh my gosh, guys, I, I, I have to tell you the truth. There was never a Jericho. I paid someone <laughs> to, be that to guy, tell yeah. me they were yeah. Deathstroke's son so that you guys would think I'm doing something. We could still have a conversation. Even, even if he accidentally like killed him physically, that would be something. But there was nothing. There's, Even then, I would be like, do you feel bad? There, there was, was so nothing. many things. I don't understand that concept of the the true disloyalty that this team prevails constantly. By the way, they were staying where? where what is this tower? The that they're Titan's playing? Tower. Oh, who pays for that? Bruce. 
Why is Bruce paying for this? Because he's Bruce. He's rich. Because of Dick, Dick Grayson. Yeah, that's yeah. Dick's voice. Everything they have <laughs> has come together from Dick Grayson. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dick Grayson has been there for all of you at the most extreme times. Yeah, and then Hank is just going Some moody. Little, Hank, Hank, I expect. Hank is like, <laughs> Hank is just punching Dick any chance he gets. He's like, you smashed my girl. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, it's like, oh, every time Hank listens to Trey songs, Mr. Steal Your Girl, Hank feels some type of way. Yeah. Okay, because Dick can literally have Don anytime he chooses. Literally can have her any single time. Although he does not want her. He does mm-hmm. not want her, but if he did. Yeah. Right? If he did. I was just going to say, like, yeah, with everyone leaving, yeah, it was this whole idea. I will say, though, when it comes to this show, the reason why we feel, I feel like, this disjointedness with this team is because they still have yet to truly form the team, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was supposed to happen at the end of season one, and we were supposed to have this core four, and then, for whatever reason, they decided they wanted to expound more into the past of some OG Titans, and and what you have is you have these this these past ghosts that they really inserted into what was already forming with the core four. And it's just really mm-hmm. I felt like it's been this I wanted to accept it a few times, but I felt like it just got disruptive. And I think this episode showed how disruptive it is. Just like they just need to tighten that up or just like get rid of something. By the way, they haven't actually done anything. So besides the Trigon thing, which lasted (laughs) 4.3 minutes of the entire thing, they've actually never saved anyone other than themselves. They've never actually helped anyone other than themselves. And they've never dealt with any problems except for the ones they caused themselves and have to do with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Gotham's falling apart at this point. Like something. You know, there's there's a woman getting mugged down the street. Have you been to San Francisco? There's a homeless person taking a shit right now. Uh-huh, right in the they tenderloin. Could, they could definitely be like, here's a bag, citizen. Something. Do something. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've been very much caught up in their own stuff. And this is why I don't understand it. Because even in the first season, when we were dealing with Dick's broodiness and uh, Rachel's issues, there was still a larger thing that they were fighting against because of the family and all this other stuff that they were, you know, actually inadvertently helping others when they did it, like when they, you know, burned down the asylum mm-hmm. and stuff that they were doing. So, and this has just been so in, in, internal. And I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, if you watch yeah. Doom Patrol, they were more heroes. And exactly. they were the most reluctant and they're supposed to, to be, be heroes. Internal. The <laughs> yeah. Doom Patrol does not That's why have anything. Off, and they yeah. ended up fighting crime way more. <laughs> just like, like you said, I don't even know who the main villain is right now. It's Deathstroke. Is it, but yeah. I mean, is it supposed to be Deathstroke? <laughs> because we see him like being old, like like struggling to get up to Dick Grayson to talk to him, and then Blackfire is supposed to be like the big bad for Starfire. So what's going on? I actually don't agree that it's Deathstroke, and I'll tell you why. Deathstroke wants exactly the same thing the team wants for there to not be tight. <laughs> yeah. He's, no, he's not even saying, "Hey, Dick Grayson, I'm going to kill you." He's saying, "If you reform the Titans." I'm gonna have to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to yeah. end the Titans. I don't want more Titans. And he was just chilling in the TV room. I was like, this is kind of anti. Well, I don't know. I think it's something. And I he was, think I have a theory on that. He too. was struggling to yeah. get Jericho. up. Well. Yeah, I think it's Jericho. I think it's Jericho. No, I was saying he was also struggling to get up. Like it wasn't like he was just like, oh, okay, get up, and I'm ready, and like I can fight you. Like it looked like he was older and he was aging, and like something was wrong with him. Maybe maybe that was just me, but like that's I what think I it saw. was Jericho. I think Jericho was inside of him, like. Because I think Jer- my my thought process is Jericho also jumped into Dick at the end and made him get himself arrested. But I do think that mm-hmm. moment was uh, Jericho. Maybe Jericho's been inside of his dad the whole time because they have the same kind of S. Really? <laughs> that joke? That wasn't a joke. By the way, if you're wondering where that drum 
Roll came wow. from. It is our <laughs> shadow producer, Ryan Nielsen, is in the booth. Playing some shadow play. In the and booth. he's mm. also keeping an eye on the chat for all you chatters. Thank mm. you so much. We yeah. enjoy you very much. And, yes. of course, we enjoy each and every one of you because you are, if not as much, more so a part of this panel than all of us. Whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, we love interacting with you guys, and we love you guys watching in and listening to us. And just continue to like, subscribe, and if you guys are on Spotify or um, iTunes, five stars. But, yeah, you guys make us the ESPN of TV Talk. I don't like interacting with all of you, we are all. That's a big statement. But a lot of you have a lot of things to say, and we do love hearing these comments. I'm sure a lot of people will have interesting things to say about Gar being left in the building alone as everyone leaves and then being told, oh, there's a manual, and watch Connor, and if he wakes up and he's naked, give him cereal, or whatever the instruction was there. Yeah, I didn't... I liked it at first. I thought it was fun. I thought it was lighthearted. It was great to see Gar interact more or just be on screen more. Sure. But I really disliked the way he's just like, oh, he's doing something bad. I'm going to just run away. Like, what do you do? You could have... I was waiting because, like, you saw um, Superboy, like, staring at the police officers. I was waiting for Gar to just jump in as a lion or a tiger or whatever and just do something. But it was really dis- it was really disappointing to see him just, like, kind of fall back and like, oh, I'm not that good of a character anymore. I'm not that big of a superhero. I need to call somebody. I need to call help. Do something. They left you in charge. It was time for him to step up, and I didn't see that at the end. I think Gar, I loved having uh, some screen time of Gar because he was, like, in, like sleep the other times that everything was going on. So I thought it was great seeing that he well, really No, 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 no. At one, one of the times he was in the bathroom. Yes, so bathroom fine. or sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure. Indisposed. Yes. And um, I thought this was great seeing his little affirmations on the... It was a nice mm-hmm. little montage, like a 1980s teen type of thing. And I think that kind of has the essence of, you know, the cartoons, like the Teen Titans and things of that nature. And I, I like that because I think we miss that innocence sometimes with all the broodiness that happens mm-hmm. with everyone on that show. A, a Occasionally, there's a few other characters that have a few light moments in the myth in the mixture. I don't necessarily think it was um, him dropping the ball with Connor because what was he going to do necessarily? Connor is like this superhuman powered person. You know, what he's going to do jump in front. Of him. I guess he t- could have turned into his tiger thing or something. But what was that going to do? He could have had an explanation. He could have said, "Connor, stop." He could have been like, "I'm sorry, officers." But Connor you know went it, into like dead headlights. Sure, but you know everything. what? You know what? Uh, guarded run away. I will say, you know, I, it looked like that Gar, when he tried to call Bruce, he hung up. Like, I don't know, was that Bruce didn't answer or did he just not finish the call? I did think that was a little weird, that he decided not to Bruce pursue. would never answer. Alfred would answer. Let's be very... But I'm saying, though, no one answered. Or he, before it went to voicemail. Well, in this world, the Bruce is should be Alfred. Yes, Jeff. No, I was just going to say that I assume... I think they were, for the screen, they were just saying that he didn't answer. Okay. I, I saw that, too. I thought it was weird, but I was like... Mm, that probably just means he's not answering. Okay. Well, whatever it was, it didn't seem like Gar was really mm-hmm. making an effort necessarily to get in contact with Bruce. And I feel like what we saw when when Gar was explaining things to Connor is that he really has a pride in what the Titans could be into in the potential. Because mm-hmm. we all know Gar is the fanboy of everything that goes on. And I think if the team leaned on that a little bit more, maybe they wouldn't be as disjointed. So I thought this was a nice showcase of that. Sure. But I like that aspect of it. <laughs> Is it me or did Gar look so old in this episode? Well, the, I don't 
think he looked old. Yeah, I was he looked like, good. He was a cute. He's a teen heartthrob. He okay, he's a twenty-one year old. I was like, he might have looked old, but he was he was acting immature, not immature, but just young and naive. And like, I just wanted more. I wanted him to step up in that leadership role for this episode because we got so much of him, and it just I just felt slighted. What when did he ran we away. think of the half tiger face? Did no, we? And what do we think of the fact that Gar said, "I can turn into a tiger"? That's the most I can do. That was frustrating. Well, that's what we've seen so far, and I think a lot of people, fans alike, have been kind of frustrated with what they've done with Beast Boy this season. Me included. I just think there's so much more potential. I get it. You know, maybe they can't have him turning into like an 800 pound gorilla and all this stuff because of budget or whatever. But I do think there's there there has to be more innovative ways to kind of showcase. Um, his power set. Or maybe not. We saw the Trigon thing for 1.2 minutes. Connor wakes up and goes on a rampage. We saw different visions of Connor. Thoughts? I mean, it's pretty much what he said. He said there's a dark side to me and that's what he showed, but he just had like flashbacks of all the cops which weren't really PTSD cops. for yeah. sure. But it, I mean... That's what I was expecting for that to happen. Nothing, nothing out of that storyline of him being naive, him going around, getting some kind of trouble was anything surprising. Um, but yeah, it was just more Gar was my frustration on that thing. Um, I kind of want to know what's going on with Eve because he even brought it up. But like, she needs some kind of storyline. Don't just drop it like every other one. Well, we do have four more episodes, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, well get, no, I don't know what's we'll going to happen. I think we'll probably more, get a background maybe on Maybe they'll do Eve. what they did last season and just truncate, like, the other episode. There's supposed to be more last season, and they just switched everything up. So hopefully they'll just stick the course this time. For an episode that you two liked, you seem to have a lot of I like of certain aspects episode. we haven't gotten yeah. to yet. Okay. <laughs> like Throw it to the chat real quick. We had a super chat from Silla Animator, $5. Thank you so much, Silla Animator. He said, you heard the theory of Jericho possessing Slade's body, like in the comics. Yes. Slade can be seen almost using sign language when he's talking to Grayson. Yeah, Nas mm. also in the chat um, mentioned that um, theory earlier where they were talking about the fact that uh, Jer- uh, Slade might have signed the word um, help me mm. uh, to Dick as in Jericho did it. So that may- I mean, that makes more sense because I-, I was wondering why Dick Grayson just decided, oh, I'm not going to go out of the country. I'm just going to get arrested. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. But hearing the more about Jericho, I kind of hope that's the reason. Because I think that's definitely Right now, it's just like... Yeah, it makes sense if that's the reason. Because why would it make sense if Jericho jumped into Dick Grayson's body to use that time to write something and then allow <laughs> Dick to read it? And, oh, no, that would make more sense. That would make too that much sense. That wouldn't give us a new episode <laughs> oh, where the true. Titans have to come back together to save Dick. What do you mean? I thought next, next week's episode was a Actually, flashback on Dr. E. Technically speaking, <laughs> the Titans don't have to come back together to save Dick. Just Bruce Wayne needs to give Dick Grayson more money now. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Dick Grayson has become a money black hole, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, I was, if I was Bruce, I'd cut bad And then every day he's like, oh, you never spent time with me, or whatever he broods about. So, well, that seems to be Jason's thing now, which was so ridiculous. Does. He left with Rose. I was just like, mm-hmm. okay. But I could see that. that that was a thing we saw coming. Because clearly never yeah. had a girlfriend. Jason, also, <laughs> he's never really felt a part of the team. He's always been a loner, which is why he was sent away in the first place. And now he's simply connecting with the only other loner mm-hmm. on the panel. This is the person who needs the group the least, and he's gravitating towards her. Also, they did have a moment, and he was about a to get... Moment. What do you mean? Yeah, they were dancing. It was his 
that's what you call that. And that is, you know, that is what explained the whole that. Like, you know, last season he was so, like, ready to flirt with women. And it just, it was such bravado that, you know, he probably never had, like, a consistent person. And Rose is the first one that showed him that attention. So, of course, he bounced with her. And so, I'm, I'm saying character, but I also thought it was so just typical. And it makes sense that you were able to read that of all of us. So, Connor. <laughs> Connor. I can who, point out incels? Okay. Connor fights the cops. <laughs> I'm frustrated with Gar's lack of communication. What we did see in form of communication is Dick Grayson now deciding it's the time to communicate to Jericho's mother that he was responsible for his Jericho's death. What did you think about that scene? And did Dick Grayson do a good job? I thought he did what he could do. I mean, I felt like it was five years too late. Um, you know, he went off to Detroit right after it happened initially. And so I I loved the fact that they didn't have it so the mother was just like, I forgive you. She was like, no, all I have for you is pain. And that's real. That was, a, you know, the actress, she's played on other things. And she's, you know, she really had that subtle kind of grief going on. Mm-hmm. And I thought... I thought it was five years too late. I I guess he was going there for redemption. I don't know exactly what he thought he was going to get out of it, though. And Mm -hmm. it's like, why now are you going to her for forgiveness? I mean, she called it. He was there for him. He was not there to make her feel any better. If he was doing that, it would have been five years ago. Him going there five years later trying to say, I'm sorry. I loved her response, but I hated that she's okay with um, Deathstroke being in the same room. Because she should be, she what, last time we saw them interact, she wasn't really like messing with him. She like, get my son, and that's it, and we're done. Now that her son she is dead. She seemed to be very aware that Jericho was inside you Deathstroke. Think so? I, I don't need to think so. If anything, she was like, oh, he's feeling weak, making excuses. He just needs to sit down. Not right now. Let's go, let's go, Dick, let's go. And that's probably why she's having Slade even be allowed to stay in the house, probably, because of the fact that she might know that her son is in there, so she wants to feel close to him. Because she was pretty much done with him, you know, really, back in the flashback. I really hope this is, like he's actually there, because if not, I really dislike the fact that she's in, that, that Deathstroke's in the house, because she was being so strong about it, so I'm hoping for you guys' point of view. Yeah. I, I, I would love to comment on... Chauncey's amazingly vague comment regarding the actor uh, Mako Nguyen, who's playing Adeline, because you simply said, yeah, she's an actor, she's been on things. I said she's a strong actress, actress. and I said she's been on other stuff. Yes, Yes, if you want to give her credits at this moment, you may, I will allow it. I just want people to know she (laughs) was on Fahrenheit uh, 451, she was on Killjoys, and she Mm. was on Cracked. Yeah, she's wonderful on Killjoys. That's one of my favorite shows. That's what I know her from. That's what you know her from. So here's the thing. We get this conversation between Dick Grayson and Deathstroke. I think Dick did a poor job. I think he could have communicated what happened much better and laid it all out there. And I think he could have done the same thing when he spoke to the team. I feel like communication issues seems to be the number one defining character flaw of all the Titans. Simply saying things like, no, Connor, those are police. They're good people. Or, sorry, ma'am, Jericho died, but Deathstroke killed him, and I broke my promise not to fall. Like, simple things can help situations. Hank and Don need better communication skills Hank and Don need a a new show or something Mm -hmm. that they're just not on this one 
I, I mean, I the actors are great. I just feel like they've completely dominated this season. Like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, why did they get a, a song break of everyone? Why did I need karaoke of Dick and Dawn? I mean, Dick and Dawn. Why did I need karaoke of Dawn and Hank at this moment? That's right, I, Dick and Dawn. You didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't need, I didn't need it. And I just, and the whole thing of Hank, you know, looking for blow or whatever he, or meth, whatever he does, um, you know, relapsing. I was just like, we had this arc already with this character. Now he's going to relapse and we have to watch that too. I don't, I I think this was, you know, I, I feel like their episode last season was really great. It was a very solid standalone episode and I don't know if there was this idea that, oh, this is so great, people responded so well, says, let's just give them all of this all the time and it's like, I just feel like this season it was uneven. I don't dislike the characters, but I just felt like I don't understand why they are have been allowed to kind of dominate the atmosphere, especially with their relationship being as toxic as as it is. You know what it reminded me of, and it's unfortunate because they're also um, rumored to be in the crossover. It reminded me of DC on on um, on the CW. They always throw in these like musical episodes and stuff and I thought that's what this was turning into like I didn't need any of that I don't know why they thought let's go have some fun and do a karaoke and waste three minutes of my time I love the care I mean I like I mean I don't love the characters I like the <laughs> characters I think they're they're alright we just have a rooting interest for us to be with them the whole time if they're gonna break up alright like Bye. <laughs> I, I was like, I just don't understand. I kind I, of want them to break up, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, I, this I is like something Don new. sweating dick. I just like yeah, that. Yeah, I just, I, and, and him basically only having eyes for Corey. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what happens well, most of the time. I, I mean, don't know if he has eyes for Corey either. Did you not see that moment when he thought Corey was going to leave too? Like, she was behind him, and as everyone else was like, okay, bye. And then he, we, she was walking. He was like, you're leaving now? You saw the mm-hmm. break of hearts in his eyes, y'all? Like, he did not want his woman to go. Maybe Jericho was possessing him then, too. Because I didn't see <laughs> I that see at all. I saw him go, even I, you? Like, no, did like, you not? Like, nothing you to do with Jericho. To, you're no, leaving? You need to watch I that I thought it was back. more of a, like, you need to watch, chat, you chat. You ain't even I, never seen Jericho. What you mean? Why like, you mad? That's how I felt that. <laughs> no, I didn't feel no. that. I don't feel like. He literally had heart eyes. Let's ask the chat and all the people commenting below. Do we think... That Dick Grayson is in love. I didn't say that with Corey. I didn't say that. <laughs> Only has That's eyes a really called him. Question. You called her his woman, but that is you don't the gotta question. be in love to be like really, Jeff. <laughs> you don't, you have, don't to be have, have to be in this love. Is, this is L. A. There are on. there are people dating right now where they <laughs> spend every day together. The the guy tells love. the girl like, "Oh, and I love you. I want you to have my baby." And then as soon as the girl's like, "Oh, does my boyfriend?" I'm like, "What? Oh are we ain't together?" <laughs> what I'm saying I'm is people, that by the way. what I'm saying is that Dick seems to yes. be um, infatuated, very much so, more so with Corey than anybody else that's on that show. Well, let's currently. leave it to the let's okay, leave it to the comments below. Okay, just don't say in love. Let's use the term love. Let's, let's not. say love. <laughs> I'll, Commenters, I'll, I got I got comments from the chat right yes. now. We got Nas saying Chauncey is right. He was hurt when he thought she was leaving. Mm-hmm. Ivan Soto asking, why, why even ask the chat? Um, we look at the chat plenty, Ivan. Thank they, you they very do. much. Yes, Ivan, come on. Come on uh, he has feelings for Corey, yes. Uh, agree with Chauncey. No from JJ. So it's kind of split. Just it's kind of split. It is kind of split. Why you got to be just in love with Corey? Was he in love with Don? What, what's the uh, optics on that? Long anyway. live the queen. <laughs> Let's talk some Starfire since all we know is Starfire from the eyes of Chauncey. Chauncey, (laughs) I will give you this opportunity right now to please discuss the storyline that we had, Starfire and her sister, 
Blackfire. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was so exciting. Well, first of all, I was actually wrong or semi wrong last Very episode. Wrong. When, calm super, down. Super you said wrong. you got to give me this platform, so yeah. calm down. Please continue. Uh, so basically, uh, we thought that Starfire, Blackfire is going to be played by the older actress that uh, Dick came in contact with, but it wasn't. And it was this wonderful, and you can give the specific name of Blackfire because I don't have it off the top of my head, the um, actress who played her, but who's playing her now. But uh, yeah, so she's not really there with a hologram, mm-hmm. but you know, rest in peace to Fadi. Yeah, when I saw that, he was like, didn't he say help me? Yeah. And did she just ignore that? Or, like, she just, he said help me, and she's like, all right, and then burn him, like, all the way to the ground. I think she wanted, he knew that he had to die. He had to die. Okay. Because she was saying that there was only so much left of him in there. That's what she was appealing to. So I guess that goo, like, kills the person and just makes them a mindless. And then she, like, she takes him over. It had a bit of Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Mm -hmm. feel with the bug that goes in your ear and controls you. Uh, the actor that you're referring to is Damaris Lewis who played a wonderful Blackfire, mm-hmm. had an interesting sentiment and spin on the character. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because, you know, the whole thing about Corey is that she's so, you know, emotional. She's I don't want to say emotional, but she's such this literal, like, ray of sunshine. Like, she smiles a lot. She's giving... And they actually explained that, how she was the one, like, everyone wants her to be queen. She was the popular girl. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of mean to her sister, but her sister was also kind of awkward and also more of an authoritarian kind of a deal. And now you have this potential, like revolution that Corey can have that sounds way more interesting than whatever's going on <laughs> right now on Earth. But uh, I thought that was really interesting. And I felt really bad for Corey because she lost her parents. Her Everyone, she's lo- everyone she loves now, except for her sister, who she kind of begrudgingly loves, and is dead. dead. And Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, everyone she loves, I'm talking about from her planet, are dead now. Which kind of is similar to the comics in a way, unless, except for the idea that um, she hasn't been sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what Blackfire does to her in one of the comic um, uh, plot lines. But I just thought it was so awesome. And just seeing Blackfire, I was like, now that is a villain we need to be diving into. Exactly. <laughs> when I lost you, I left Earth. Wait, wrong comic. Jeff. No, I was, I was going to say, I want more Blackfire. And I hope that she's, I honestly think she might be the villain um, of next season. I think they might have just teased it. And I think there might be, I don't want to give a prediction, but it is what it is. I think um, she's going to take over and somehow it's going to lead into the next season that she's going to be the main villain. But I loved it. I wanted more. I want more of it. I could see I could see her Blackfire doing, because, you know, Corey had said, she was like, she's going to dismantle everything we've worked for. And I could see Blackfire, because she's so authoritarian, she's such a, a emperor type that she may want to expand, you know, their planet's rule mm-hmm. or something, which could be detrimental to Earth as well. So, I, so I we're going to fight an entire planet, of course. I don't know about an entire planet of Corey's. I mean, it, it's it's it seems as though her family is the strongest and the strongest bloodline. So maybe everyone else isn't as strong as them, but it, still stronger than us. Well, I yeah, feel, but feel, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't really have a have a have a chance in that maybe, one. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of potential. I for can only that. half burn you. Well, yeah, <laughs> hold on, I can't do nothing. Uh, Dick pulls a Connor at the airport. Mm. 
goes against the TSA. I think he was possessed. That's That was the theory I had, that Jericho had somehow jumped into him because it was very weird. He didn't kill anyone. He just took the gun and he threw it off and his ticket was at the bottom of his feet. Like, he just kind of, like, went into a zone type of deal. And at first I thought I missed something, that maybe he had heard Gar's call or something and was like, I need to get arrested to find Connor or something. But I don't think it was that. I think Jericho possessed... Because... Dick was about to go somewhere where no one would have been able to find him. And I don't don't Mm -hmm. think Jericho wanted that. I think Jericho does feel like maybe he wants Dick to become Nightwing and to, you know, be the the have Titans. Because Jericho did love the Titans. He loved the idea of that group, you know, like his mother mentioned. I just thought it was an internal battle between Dick. Because he... He wanted. He said he was leaving, and he's like, "I will be back." Then he goes to the the airport. He's like, "I'm going to be away from everybody." I just thought it was an internal battle, and he's like, "I'm gonna just get away from everybody, but I'm gonna be here and then get arrested." And I knew he didn't do anything to kill anybody because he's not a bad person. It's mm-hmm. interesting that we possibly have backward theories. I think Jericho wanted to go to Greenland, and Dick wanted to stay. And the best way to do so is to get arrested yeah. and then try to figure it out while you're in jail. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll find that out and to predict. But before we get there, let's talk that special segment. That wasn't very smart. What was the least smart moment of this episode? Jeff K. Williams Jr. Senior. The third. Oh, I thought it was the fourth this time. Okay, uh, mine was Gar for this episode. I loved him. I loved him throughout the episode. But when you left, you just left Superboy on the road and just for nothing calling Dick. Like, no, do something, grow up. I thought it was, I just thought it was stupid. Yeah, I am. I'm going to go with Hank looking for meth uh, because I just, I don't understand. You have the potential to do so much more with your life. And I don't you just know. Decide. After that karaoke, I wanted to do meth. <laughs> I thought he oh, sounded I'll good. Be fair. I thought Hank sounded good. After I thought they both sounded good, but I just. First, they did. No, Don, it was her voice. I'm going to go with Hank. That was the dub. Even though, of course, they pre recorded. Mm-hmm. Just the differences in. Well, the I read actually post. that Minka Kelly said that wasn't her and that actually was the actor that played Hank. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yes. Mm. Really? Yes. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Where's his article? <laughs> I saw it online. Oh, I saw I saw a lot of things <laughs> online. I'll tell you what I thought. I thought this, the dumbest thing was when the team simply left Dick and literally just left. I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. Well, Corey was going to come back. Corey didn't leave. Corey yeah. had to take care okay, of something so you, and yeah, really yeah. said, mm-hmm. I, have to, yeah. I have to take care of something, mm-hmm. which she truly did. She yeah. had to remove an evil entity from her ex-boyfriend <laughs> bodyguard who she trapped in a ship. Yeah. I understand her absence. Mm-hmm. However, everyone else, I was yeah. very dismayed. I understood Rose leaving. I even understood Jason Todd leaving. But everyone else, honestly, if I was Dick Grayson, I would never reclaim their friendship. Mm. Like, I, I, we could be cool, but we're never going to be cool. I just was very dismayed by that action. Let's get into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Now, I wanted to find something on everyone leaving, but instead I found something even better on DC's Titans taking Superboy on a killing spree. That's right. Comicbook.com, uh, which gives us a lot of great articles, writes a good one by Kofi Outlaw, where DC's Universe Titans is coming to the back end of this arc of Season 2, and this Episode 9, they discuss the case of Connor, Superboy, who's being played by Joshua Oprin, the entire concept of his choice and the very un- uncertain concept of Gar discovering the horror because if you remember those laser beams were focused on people at this point Superboy has simply murdered a bunch of police officers and went on a killing spree to show how horrible and strong his powers are he wakes from this kryptonite bullet that Mercy Graves shot him and he goes out with Gar and Gar 
And and I quote, the ever, ever the coward runs away from the scene and any accountability for the Frankenstein he's unleashed. And I feel that that is a great discussion and an even better article. Check it out on comicbook.com. It is DC's Titans takes Superboy on a killing spree. And I would just add, thanks to the chat, they let us know that the actor that plays Hank, Alan Richardson, was actually on American Idol. And so he also has an album out. Oh, really? So, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to check that one out. Let's American get into predictions. I know him from Blue Mountain State, so that's awkward. <laughs> but my prediction for this one, I think, like I was talking about earlier, I think Blackfire is actually going to kidnap Corey, and that's going to be the thing that transcends to the third season. I think that's going to be the big bad for the third season, and I think that's going to be at the end of the season. I think that uh, Rachel, Gar, and Corey are going to come back together to break Dick out of jail. I think that they are going to have more episodes of Titans. And <laughs> so are we there's going to be some scripts and they're going to talk. <laughs> no, honestly, I think, I think what's going to really happen is that Jericho took over Dick and that Dick rebelled by attacking the police officers. We're going to find that out. We're going to find out more about the Deathstroke connection because I don't know if Jericho has fully left Deathstroke or we have a horror crux situation where we've split up uh, spirit. And also, I feel that the Starfire battle is not over, that more soldiers would be sent to execute Starfire, and that's where the real battle will begin. But until then, unfortunately, we have come to the end. Where can people find you if you want to be found? Jeff K. Williams Robinson the fourth On all your social media platforms, at Jeff Will Jr., you can find me on Rotten Tomatoes, as I'm a verified Rotten Tomatoes yes, film and TV critic, and also at Twisted Woman CKR, which is my YouTube channel, where I review all horror and dark fantasy film and TV. Basically, just talks about her life. And you can find me right here, hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows, because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows, too. If you want to take it to the show show atmosphere, find me at I Am Tehran, because that is who I am, and you are not. Until next week, we will be talking more Titans. Episode 10. <laughs> Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 